hey everyone, welcome to episode 113 of F-Stop Collaborate and Listen. This week's guest is Colorado-based landscape photographer Nick Selway. Nick is a landscape photographer living in Breckenridge, Colorado. Uh, He just moved to Colorado last year after spending many years as a successful gallery operator and photographer in Hawaii with his friend and business partner CJ Kale. For this episode, I traveled to Breckenridge to sit down in person with Nick in his amazing gallery space to talk all about his journey, including his love for photographing waves and lava, how he manages to survive as a gallery owner, and a lot more. Don't miss out on some of our controversial discussion. This week over on Patreon, Nick and I talk all about printing and how Nick prints for his gallery. I think you'll really enjoy his relaxed approach. Okay. Let's get to the show. Well, Nick Selway, it's so cool to be in person in your gallery talking to you about photography. Yeah, good to meet you, Matt. It's yeah. been, uh, been a while. We're not now. We're not just Facebook friends, buddy. I know we actually met. You're you're real. I know I'm not a <laughs> fake person online. I'm not a Russian bot. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, thanks thanks for coming into the gallery, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. You've done a really good job. Your work um, just it stands out. So Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a big move, man. Lived in Hawaii for on the Big Island for about 14 years and. Uh, Took a big jump to move here, but kind of lived there so long, kind of felt like I did everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of... Did you feel like you were kind of bored? Yeah, it was weird. I Not really getting bored of like photographing the lava or waves and stuff, but almost to the point where like you photograph something so much, how can you fo- photograph it different or better? Or, yeah. And I just kind of got artistically challenged almost a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I miss driving around road trips, national parks. Like I miss that. Yeah. You know, people live in the mainland. Yeah. They take it for granted, I think, a lot. You can just hop in your car and go drive to Zion or Death Valley or, totally. yeah. And I was like, every time I want to do that, I'm like, okay, well, I can afford that. Oh, I can't afford that. And I was like, okay, I've been there long enough. I'm going to move and, yeah, live somewhere new. I've how, never, how long did you live there? Almost 14 years. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Seattle originally and I uh, went to visit my buddy in college or my, my buddy from college. I was living in Hawaii. Nice. And... I literally came home for two weeks, was going to the Seattle Art Institute and hated it. And I uh, literally told my dad, I'm like, I'm moving to Hawaii, dude. And he was fine with it. And I was home for literally two weeks, quit my job at the Weston as a bellman. My dad bought me a one-way ticket to Hawaii and I moved to the Big Island. And uh, best thing I ever did. Nice. So it was, uh, I mean, yeah, it's crazy to think. It sounds kind of nuts, but it was. it worked out. You know? What did you do when you first got there? Um, so I started working on a dive snorkel boat. So basically a glorified server who could save your life with a good tan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a big, big boat company and basically take people out a couple times a day snorkeling, scuba diving. And I met my best friend, CJ. Um, he's from Hawaii and he's like, Hey, I take photos. I'm like, well, so do I. And I was shooting film at the time. Okay. And, uh, we started shooting together and then he's like, Hey, I want to make a living at photography. I'm like, well, so do I. And we, there was this little space in Kona. You know, it's 50 square feet. It's like a little box, little kiosk. And we actually started renting it. It was 800 bucks a month. 
and we used to work on the, the snorkeling boat like you know four days a week which paid our bills and we used to take turns opening the kiosk every single night from like six to ten and you know made a little bit of extra money and after about three years of doing that i'm like dude i can't sit at this kiosk any longer <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm gonna go nuts and it doesn't matter how amazing your photography is you know you could stick Ansel Adams photos in a kiosk and you're not going to make a living. Right. Um, it's just kind of nature of the beast. So we, there was this little space in Kona, a little gallery space. We're like, man, if it ever opens up, you know, let's do it. And it happened to open up like right around three and a half years. And we took a small loan out and opened up a little 500 square foot gallery. We actually named our gallery after Galen Rowell, Mountain Light. Yeah. And so ours is Lava, Lava Light. Light. Yeah. yeah. So that's who we named it after. And uh, we didn't know what we were doing at all. Literally had no idea. We were buying like framed stuff. We were buying framed pictures from Target, taking the photos out of them, and then really? print, swear to God, yeah, and putting them in there because we didn't have any, we didn't have much money. You know? How were you printing back then? Uh, we would print them at Costco. Yeah, the Fuji archival <laughs> prints. Yeah, so we we'd literally like break frames and then put our photos in them. Wow. And then we didn't weren't even printing metal. You know, we were doing like matted prints and canvas. Yeah. And then, uh, we and this was what, what, what when was this like? so 2000 was it 2000, so 2000 and yeah 2000 late 2008 2009 okay yeah and then we started doing it and it started working I mean the first month we killed it didn't even know what we were doing how did you guys um, how did you guys do the business arrangement did you like basically just split everything 50 dude we're like Hawaiian or? style me and CJ were super chill so like it didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter if his if I never sold a photo of mine the whole month or he did just at the end of the month take out the co you know overhead and we just split it down the middle uh -huh. yeah and we don't have like we don't have ego so I, we don't care at all I was like I don't give you know I don't give a shit what sells yeah um, as long as we can sell stuff and uh, yeah we were business partners for like 10 years we're like an old married couple, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, we actually um, had the Kona Gallery for, what, four or five years? Super small little gallery right down by the ocean. Cruise ships used to come in, so oh, we did really okay. good on those days. Yeah. And then we met our friends Don and Linda Herzler, and they, re they retired like 10 years ago. They are from Chicago originally, and uh, he helped us. They helped us out with setting up the big gallery in Waikoloa like the, you know, 1500 square feet. And, uh, Don kind of became a business partner helping us kind of front the money to get it started. And we paid him back. And, uh, yeah, eventually we had two galleries on the big Island for almost 10 years. And then, uh, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah. CJ and Don bought me out of the lava light galleries and, uh, I moved here and opened this one up, man. In Breckenridge. In Breckenridge. And how so I actually found this space is a pretty funny story. So I'm sitting in Hawaii like, how am I going to find a, you know, a gallery space? I've never lived in these places. It's kind of a daunting task. And now I'm by myself. I'm not going to have business partners. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, mentally kind of freaking out inside <laughs> more than most people thought. You sure, know? sure. And uh, I looked in Lake Tahoe, Bend, Oregon, Las Vegas, Denver, Scottsdale, Arizona. I couldn't find anything that I liked or that would work out. And I was kind of getting disappointed. And I called my one buddy that lives here from college. We talked like once a year, you know, for like a half hour. And uh, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm like, I'm trying to find like 1,500 square foot, you know, retail space. I'm like, you know of anything? And he starts laughing on the phone. He's like, dude, I can't believe you just called me. He goes, the space I'm in now, it opens up in the spring of 2018. This wow. used to be a painting and sculpture gallery. And I called up the owner, Jerry, at the time. And he's like, dude, you got to get out here and see it. You'll love it. I flew out here like three months later. 
saw it. I'd never been to Breckenridge in my life and was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Went home, signed the lease, and then 2018, March, moved off the island and then uh, started renovating, got the keys here, was end of May, started renovating it in May and June and then opened July 1st. And uh, so in, are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? No, so my girlfriend, Sarah, and I have been together little over four years now. She's okay. from Billings, Montana. Okay. But I'm definitely going to be marrying her. She's the one. Okay. If I don't, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. So, yeah. It's she, kinda, so she moved out here with you? Yeah, we moved together. Yeah, it was, it was, it's been a big move, man. I've been here, I've been here about a year, but the gallery, you know, 11 months. Uh-huh. So, I've done it a long time. I've sold my photos for, you know, 10 years in galleries, but it's different out here. Yeah, so tell, tell me what, how is it different? Well, like in Hawaii, you know, people are there for, people are there for like a week or 10 days and they're there to experience island and a lot of people want to take a piece back with them, you know, to, you know, for memory. Right. And whereas like when people say they're going to be back, they come back within five days. You know, people that come into the gallery here, they come back, but sometimes it takes them six months. It's a lot, it's a little bit different up here. Uh Uh-huh. You know, people can, they can come back because they can just drive here. Right. It's not they're going to maybe go to Hawaii once in their life. And it seems like maybe they would have less pressure yep. to buy. Yeah, totally. It's not the, oh, we're leaving Friday, we better get it. It's, okay, well, we're going to come back up to Brack next winter. Uh-huh. I mean, I had a sale like a month ago, and the people came in here right when I opened last year. Wow. And they're like, yeah, we finally got our house built. I'm like, oh, good to see you guys. You know, it's hard to, obviously. You're like, I don't know if I remember so, Yeah, I'm like, you guys like the wave and lava and Colorado shots, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's basically not what I have. But yeah, and then they picked out a couple small pieces, and that's yeah, it. so it's a little bit different. Yeah. And then also, too, like up in here in the wintertime, you know, I've never lived in a mountain town before. So, and this was a huge winter. Talk about my first winter being aggressive. Yeah. But it, it definitely, it looks really busy in town here, but there's so much snow and it's so cold, a lot of people aren't walking around. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're going skiing, snowboarding all day because the mountain's so amazing this year. And then they're getting off and they're tired and they're going to the restaurant and, you know, back to the hotel. So foot traffic definitely is better in the summertime. Interesting. Yeah. I stay open later in the summer and, you know, it's warmer out and people are cruising around. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely been different. Have you found um, the price points different? Like, have you changed your... I actually raised my prices a little bit. You did? Yeah. Um, Maybe about 10% more. Uh And I purposely do that. So that way, when someone sees something, they're like, oh, we really like that piece. You know, you're selling it for three grand. And normally you get 2,500 for it. So if you put it at 2,500, you're probably only gonna get 2,200 for it. So I I purposely do that, you know? So, I mean, my prices are set prices, but I'm always willing to work with people. Uh As if you don't, you know, good luck. Right. Yeah, you gotta get people deals. For sure. It's art, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And then some people don't want a deal. They just see it and they want it. And have you, have you found, um, the, how hard is it to close the sale in this environment versus Hawaii? Yeah, it's a little bit different up here. It's, um, I don't know, people are, they just, uh, Hawaii is just so nice all the time. And it's like that Hawaii vibe and they're on vacation. And a lot of people up here, I mean, I guess you could call it vacation, but they come up from Denver. They're just here for a couple of days. Right. They're not necessarily on a huge vacation. Right. So that's a little bit different for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I've got some, you know, a handful of Colorado shots in here, stuff from the Southwest and Hawaii, but yeah, I definitely sell 
Colorado and Hawaii the most, and That's it's specifically the wave photos. Yeah. Yeah, and most of my customers have been from Florida and Texas and Denver. That's funny. Yeah, I actually had this summer, or this winter, three or four different times I had people walk in here, and they literally told me if I had Colorado photos outside, they wouldn't walk in on the easels. So it's the Hawaii shots it's, that draw people Yeah, in. the wave images. Huh. And I think, like, just from experience, or at least me, you know, selling big pieces like a lot of people love stuff that's not necessarily from a specific area like of a certain mountain or you know the mesa arch or something they like things that are abstract mm-hmm. so like a lot of the stuff in my gallery is just kind of like you know the wave images and they're just abstract looking which can go in you know a lot of people's houses so mm-hmm. it's simple simple stuff sells the most Interesting. like we were saying earlier you know yeah. you go you go hike 10 miles and shoot this epic shot right that's in the back country and you're so stoked but you know, probably no one's going to buy it, but probably. it's stunningly beautiful. Right. You know, and then someone comes in and, do you have a photo of the Maroon Bells? You know. You're like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Vertical, horizontal, what do you need? Right. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah, man. Well, let's talk about um, shooting the waves and shooting the lava, because I think um, that's kind of what you've been known for. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I can just tell by, like, the way you talk about it that you're really passionate especially about the waves yeah I love the ocean um, so like how did you get into photographing waves so I it's kind of funny I grew up on a lake in northern Washington so I've always loved the water and then I've been my uh, mom's family lives in like Laguna Beach California uh-huh. so I've been going down to the my Laguna. brother lives there oh nice yeah. yeah so I've been going down there since I was a little kid jumping in the ocean you know my mom would be like yeah I could barely ever get you out of the water you know was with that. they don't even need to eat to stay in the ocean all day and when I moved to Hawaii, um, I was like, oh man, I've got to do wave photography. Like I'm here now. So eventually me and CJ at the time were so poor. We bought one housing and shared it. Yeah. We'd get in the ocean and he'd shoot for like 10 minutes and then he'd take a picture of himself and then I'd take a picture of myself. So then oh, uh-huh. the photos on the card were after our faces. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Literally. Cause we couldn't afford two housings cause they're, you know, $3,200. And, uh, yeah, I started doing wave photography, man, all over the islands and, you know, eventually you got super comfortable at it. That's really all it is. It's about, it's not really, it's kind of sounds weird. I don't really can even consider it photography. It's mm. actually about being really comfortable in the ocean. It's like if you took a surfer and set up their housing camera, the whole thing, all the settings, they'd be amazing at wave photography. It's about being able to be in the right spot in the uh-huh. wave. And, uh, and you feeling know, it and it's knowing feeling. it's going to break. Yeah, when I first started, I was like, you know, so nervous of the waves that, and CJ is born and raised there. I would, I would never get anything good. I was always pissed, you know? I'm like, damn it. And eventually, I got really comfortable in the ocean and started getting good at it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, it's fun. It's so cool because when you shoot it, it's like every single time you shoot, I always, like, equate it. Kind of kind of sounds ridiculous. But, if, you know, if, like, Ansel Adams woke up every single day and shot half dumb and it moved and changed shape, that's, that's shooting the waves, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every beach you go to, the waves are different. The background looks different. Um, and you just get crazy. You don't even know what you're getting. It's like shooting film. Uh-huh. You know, you get in the water for like two or three hours on a good morning. And you shoot, you know, you blow off 500 to 1,000 frames. And about every five or six frames is the same wave as it comes over. And you start flipping through them. And really, I hope you click the button at the right time. And have you found a certain type of light better than other type of yeah, light? Yeah, there's... There's, it's kind of weird on the big island, um, there's only one place you can shoot where the sun comes down the barrel or wave. 
if you're on the west side of the island, the sun comes up in the east uh-huh. and it kind of directly front lights it. And at a certain time of the year, basically later after the winter's over, the sun kind of comes into the barrel. Um, so most spots, the waves are either front lit or back lit. Uh, if you go to Oahu, you can go to Sandy's Beach, Keiki's Beach, tons of beaches where literally the sun rises right down the barrel of the wave and it's just beautiful. I mean, it, it's stunning. When you're, that, is that kind of your favorite? It's probably one of my favorite things to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, the waves. Yes, but, like, but like the the sun through the barrel? Yeah, that's my fave. Yeah. Yeah, when you get like, there's a place on the big island called Waipio Valley. Um, you have to drive down really steep road. It's a huge black sand beach. And in the summertime, so when I was just there last month, um, the sandbar gets pushed out about 30 yards off the beach. And you're only in like waist chest deep water. And you get no wind. The waves are super glassy when they come in, and the the sun backlights them, and they literally turn like green and blue. I mean, uh-huh. it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just I love just like watching a wave barrel and the, looking down the barrel. And it's like so much energy. Like if you've ever done it, it's just crazy. And when they get big, they just slam, and you can feel it. You can feel all the energy on your body. Yeah, it's cool, man. Have you had any uh, experiences where you, you you were like scared or like got jacked up? Or when when me and CJ um, CJ Kale in 2010, um, we were able to get in the ocean next to the lava and do wave photography. And for <laughs> With years, lava. yeah, for years we were like we were literally thinking like when we had our little kiosk, and we we're like one day we we're like, man, what's no one ever done in photography, in nature photography? And we're thinking about it, and we're like, shit, everything's been done, you know. And we're like, man, has anyone ever like swam next to the ocean in the lot, like you know, in the lava? I'm like, people have done that, but like barreling waves on a beach with the lava at the end. I'm like, no one's ever done it. Like, it just no one's done it. And we're like, oh my god, like okay, we got this. So in 2010, a little the lava hit the ocean, dripped on the end of a small black sand beach, and our buddy told us about it in Hilo that night. CJ and I drove across the island, hiked out to the beach, and that's the video behind you on the TV. And we were able to actually get in the ocean next to the lava. And we call it lava wave photography and capture the lava in the background with the waves in the foreground. And uh, we were on the Today Show, what, two, six years ago, Matt Lauer? Yeah. Because of it. That's so, yeah, awesome. that's, that's the creepiest thing I think I've ever done. Yeah, but you've never uh, gotten hurt from doing it? I've never, luckily, knock on wood, I've never been hurt doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never done it, man. Well, I'm like, dude, it's like you, man. You hiking all your crazy. You're like I could, you're like a mountain goat, dude. Yeah, I mean, but I've had I've definitely had some jacked oh, up bet, experiences. Right? You've done what a hundred hundred? Yeah, I've climbed the highest hundred mountains dude. in Colorado. How long has that taken you? Well, roughly. I started when I was six. Wow. <laughs> and I'm forty now, so thirty four years. It took. Dang. <laughs> yeah. What's one of your favorites? Or a couple of favorites. Um. Well. Definitely Vestal and Narrow, which are in the San Juan's oh, okay. in the Grenadiers. Um, they're um, Vestal. I actually have a tattoo of it on my arm, but it's uh, it has this face called Wham Ridge, mm-hmm. and it like sweeps up. I don't know if you ever seen photos no, of it. No, never it's, seen that. I don't think it's one of the craziest mountains in Colorado. It's like it's insane. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, I'll show you. It's like this quartzite that just like it got pushed up by a fault. And so, like, that whole Grenadier range is just pushed up like that. So you have, like, the three... Have you been to Mullis Pass? Ooh, I don't like know. Like, on Highway been. 550? 
I don't know if I have or not. Okay. No. It's in between like Durango and Silverton. Oh, okay. I've been, no, I've, I've driven through there. Yeah. So they're basically yeah. that pass, Mullis Pass, like mm-hmm. where that lake is. Yeah, I know you exactly where that is. You can see the end of the Grenadiers. Though, oh, gotcha. The kind of sweep up like that. Yeah. Um, those are the Grenadiers. That's gnarly, like, right? They're they're probably my favorites. They're pretty remote too. Like you, it, you can't just like drive to them. It's in the wilderness. It's in the Wemanoosh wilderness. Is area. it like a trail or are you just like bush? Yeah, there's a trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get up in there, there's a nice trail. Yeah. Well, ish. Um, I also really liked um, Wilson. Wilson Peak. Oh, yeah. Wilson Peak. I've done it twice. Oh, nice. Um, it's, it's a fun one. Um, do you hike up? Where do you even start from? Like the backside or something? You can do it or? from lots of different ways. Um, you can, gosh, there, do you know where Navajo Lake is? Yeah, I do. You yeah. can do it from there. Okay. Um, you can do it from the other side of, in Bilk Basin, okay. which is kind of like, um, basically, you're looking at Bilk Basin right there in, the, in that photo. Oh, gotcha. Um, in between Lizard Head and... and and Wilson, nice. That's built basin, oh, so you can the, do it from that I side. I bet the views you get are just ridiculous up there, man. Yeah, well, in that pointy one just left of Wilson, that's okay. Gladstone. Um, I did that one a couple years ago. That sucks a lot. Really, it's really loose. I almost died on it. Super sketchy. Yeah. Do you always hike with someone? Not always, but really? when I do some of the harder ones, I do. Yeah, for sure. You bring like one lens and a camera, or what? Um, depends on the hike, there. like. Yeah. A lot of times I'll bring, like, everything. Bring it all up. Yeah, Sometimes I just bring, like, one camera, one lens. Might as well, you're going all the way up. Yeah. Like, I usually, <laughs> usually I'll just bring, like, a, like a mid-zoom, mm-hmm. like, 24 to 105 or 20, 24 to 70. Yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that usually can... I know. I've never hiked. I've never really done, like, huge mountains before. Living in Hawaii so long, I was stuck in an island. Right. Yeah, and I'm, so, like, deathly afraid of the water. Oh, so it's funny, so funny. <laughs> Yeah, like, I've never, I wouldn't even call, like, I'm not, like, a big backpacker, not that I would, I'd love to do it, but, like, you know, I'm, like, I'll go hike six miles and shoot something, hike back, but I'm not, like, going up there for five days, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, it's the best experience, man. Like, mm-hmm. Bilk Basin, that's really nice backpack. Oh, I'm sure. Been there. It'd be amazing. Yeah, it's all, and it's pretty accessible, too. Like, yeah. It's not super hard to get up in there. Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah. Um, where, yeah. Where, where's your next hike? You know, it's funny. I really don't have anything super planned out. Um, I'm, I'm going to do a backpacking trip with uh, Mason Cummings. Okay. He's the photographer for the um, Wilderness Society. Oh, nice. We're going to do a backpacking trip in the Wemenooch this summer. Okay, to cool. Some of the the Eastern Grenadiers, mm-hmm. so that should be fun. Nice, man. Um, hopefully don't die, but yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good thing. <laughs> like, Jack's, Jack Brower shot all that stuff. He's... Yeah, he's hiked all over the place. Yeah, he's, yep. a, he's a monster. He's a mountain goat. So that's probably a good segue to talk about, um, you know, something that I think we probably have in common, which is the relationships that we develop uh, through through landscape photography. Oh yeah, meeting certain people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was. Yeah, I, totally. Like, what? How has that um, been for you in your career as a photographer? Well, like, you know, just in just in Hawaii, like. I have four really good friends, like when I just went back and visited, and I met them through photography. And, you know, we're obviously we love photography, but we're like good friends, but like we cannot talk about photography and it's just bullshit and like best friends, you know? Sure. Um, and like one of my best friends, Nolan Nitschke, um, I met him eight or nine years ago when he was getting married on the big island. He came into my gallery and then we ended up staying at his cabin over in Mammoth Lakes, I don't know, like a month and two months later. 
and we became best friends and we literally talk every day we photographed you know tons of tons of different trips together and so it's been cool man that's awesome it's like the, weird to think like oh man if I didn't do photography I would have never met that person probably yeah so it's kind of strange you know yeah it's cool how it uh, opens doors yeah like you you meet I don't know you, so some of the people I've met through photography are some of like the coolest and nicest and best people that I've ever met no totally no super down to earth you know yeah well and it's fun too like when you meet other photographers like I don't know if I've ever would have ever would have photographed certain areas in the eastern Sierras if I would have never met Nolan or if right. he would have came out to wine I got him I took Nolan to McKenna Beach in Maui his first day ever doing wave photos and these were like shore break bombs dude like huge literally huge waves like when we got in the water I was like oh dude these things are gnarly like and I'm pretty experienced and I was like these things are gonna hurt and Nolan got in man and went for it and just got slammed and like you know all morning long and he got some cool shots yeah yeah he was actually I was impressed he was good for the first time ever doing it yeah because it's scary you know um, I'm assuming he had a housing and yeah we yeah. just let him borrow one of ours so yeah yep yeah so yeah man you meet lots of cool people and I mean um, last year I opened the gallery July 1st and I met a guy named well I never he came into the gallery and my employee was working so and he came in a couple times and I never met him and he hit me up on Facebook and I'm so new to Colorado I'm like fuck I don't even know anyone really like at all right and I'm like well I'm gonna go shoot fall colors for like two weeks and I'm like, dude, if you know, you're more than welcome to come with, if you want. I don't even know the dude. And he drove from Madison, Wisconsin, like 15 hours. Literally pulled up to my girlfriend and I's condo at like 10:30 at night. Hey, good to meet you, Joe. Walked up, opened the door, and uh, pass out that night. We woke up in the morning and we took off and we went and photographed. We started in Crested Butte and kind of Aspen, McClure Pass area. Sure. And then we, you know, the last we basically down by the San Juans. And dude, we're like best friends. And it's like, how random is that? What's his name? Uh, Joe Garza lives in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. So we're actually gonna do a photo tour down there in the San Juans this year. Nice. Um, October second through the sixth. That's cool. So we got it got it set up on my website. Got a couple people booked already, and yeah, it's kind of cool because he can get some kind of people from his area, and then some people I know. And yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then he came out this winter when we went and shot the Great Sand Dunes in the in the snow and. Kind of, kind of random, right? So he just drives down from Wisconsin. Yeah, he drives over from Wisconsin. Yeah, he's married. He's got a couple kids. That's and, wild. Yeah. So I'm like, how, how how crazy is that, right? That is crazy. Yeah. Never met him until he showed up at the doorstep. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah. That's that's kind of been my experience too. Like, um, I met Kane Engelbert that yep. way. Yeah. And then through Kane, I've met like Brent Dozerman mm-hmm. and Jimmy Gekas. Yeah, I just and, met both of them. What? Four months ago or so. Or I met Jimmy years ago. We've shot together quite a few times. And then Brent, uh, they came in the gallery. Yeah. So I got to meet him finally. And yeah. Put a, it's put a, a pretty a... small community. Yeah, totally. Oddly enough. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, you think about how many good photographers are out there. Oh, dude, there's so many amazing photographers. And it seems like the list of people that shoot is pretty big. Yep. But when you start thinking about it, it's not really that It's like 30 or 40 people. Well. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you maybe like know or talk to, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, it's of... like you know, like the Kevin Bacon seven degrees of separation. Yep. In landscape, it's like one degree or two degrees of separation. Dude, it's like know? in Ridgeway this last year. I met like every photographer I've known on Facebook for like ten years. <laughs> That's so you know? funny. Yeah, That's it's cool, awesome. man. And yeah. there's so many amazing photographers. Like I actually like for me moving to Colorado. It's you know I'm it's super new. I mean, there's so many 
so many photographers, including yourself, that have just stunning Colorado stuff. And like, I look at people's websites all the time when I go shoot stuff. Like, oh man, I want to go to that area. Or like, I hope I can get something half as cool as theirs. You know what I mean? Right. But you know how it is. It takes it takes a long time to get amazing images. Unless you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, and that's always even better. But like, even you, know, you come to Hawaii, it's like. I mean, God, I lived there 14 years. You got to live there a long time, man. Yeah. You get like really stunning shots, especially the lava. Right. I mean, that's just like so random. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many yeah, times. Yeah, because it's I, not like you don't know when it's going to happen. No, I mean, even when it hits the ocean, I'd say 70% of the time you'd hike out to it, you know, middle of the night, shoot for sunrise. The, there's too much steam and it's just covering the lava. Oh, uh huh. And so you just don't get any photos. Right. You know, so if you're there for a week, you're hoping, you know. Right. Pele, the lava god, you know, sends you some good juju. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, and now yeah. there's nothing. This is the first time since uh, 1983. There's no lava on the Big Island. Yeah. After that big eruption last year. And, uh, did you, did you, so you guys used to do um, like workshops. Yeah, we did. I used to, you know, work in the gallery like four days a week. Uh-huh. So I, I met so many people in the gallery and would be like, hey, do you, you know, you guys going to go see the volcano? oh yeah we're gonna go to the national park and i'm like well do you want to see it like our photos and of course they'd say yeah so i used to do more like private workshops out there Uh um i wouldn't take more than like four people out there ever it's like way too sketchy sure it's sketchy enough just hiking out there by yourself and uh but yeah i I mean the last flow before this big eruption i seriously did like 70 workshops out there in like a year dang i mean 70 sunrises I mean, it was getting to the point where, like, I couldn't even do them sometimes. I was like, you know, I got to take a break. But it was just, I'd pick people up at their hotel and drive them across the island 120 miles, hike them out in the dark, you know, shoot in the dark, shoot the sunrise, hike back, drive back. So I was gone for, you know, two in the morning to noon every time I did it. Yeah. And you, I'm assuming you had, like, liability insurance. Oh, yeah. You got to get all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was cool, man. It did was, you have, uh, uh, did you ever have, have it to where like the lava wasn't cooperating and people would get yeah the cool thing all the years I lived there until this big big eruption now it's done you know not doing anything it was either hitting the ocean or was on the surface so you could find something so like if you went to the ocean entry and it was like oh this is you know it's whatever bad conditions okay let's walk a mile inland and it was flowing on the ground and that was and they're stoked I mean yeah Yeah. you're standing right next to hot lava (laughs) it's like how do you beat that and you know and and they would have just went to the national park went to the visitor center went to the Jagger Museum I mean still beautiful but kind of boring right you know and then they get an experience and I used to actually take photos like 2009 2008 2010 when it was exploding on the ocean all the time I'd get like honeymoon couples we'd take out there. Oh yeah. And I have photos of people like kissing and literally lava blowing up like fifty feet above their head, silhouetted. That's so cool. <laughs> Just awesome photos, you know? Yeah. It's like you wouldn't get them any other way. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd take people out, charge them, and then I'd actually I'd um take a bunch of photos of them out there and then I'd usually let them pick like if they wanted one of my, you know, really cool landscape shots and, you know, get it from on metal or something and give them a super good discount. So yeah, it's crazy the amount of people I've met. And I've actually had people come in here since I've been open, about six or seven people who've bought for me in Hawaii and came, really? in, yeah, and came in here. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. I had one couple was like, yeah, we saw the gallery and we saw like Hawaii on the outside and your name and it looked familiar. And then we came in and, oh my God, it's the same guy. Like, you know. That's so cool. Yeah, so. And you're, do, you're doing all open edition. Yeah, yeah, so I actually do the, 
I print on the acrylic um, with the Roma frames from Nevada Fine Art Printer. Yeah. I just do 50 editions of those. And then um, all the metal from Bay Photo, I just do just open edition. Uh-huh. You know, and some of these shots in there I've been selling for, you know, since 2006. Right. So, so if you did limited editions, you'd be screwed. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm kind of like opposite. A lot of people like do all limited edition. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I don't really care about that. If someone wants it and likes it and they're going to they're gonna pay for it, then, then they should have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the thing is, it's like... You could take an amazing shot and make it a limited edition and it sells out. Well, you could probably go get something somewhere again. True. I mean, it might take you five years or maybe, you know, but it, there's never ending times to shoot. I mean, you can shoot forever. Yeah. You know? How have you found um, the market for selling photography in general? Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot more really good talent out there. Oh, now. yeah, man. There's and a lot of people that shoot that are amazing. Great photography is mm-hmm. pretty easy to find nowadays. Yep. So, like, how have you, how do you, how have you tried to like differentiate yourself um, to to stay relevant? So, like, I've always, I've never done an art show before in my life. Just never done one. Did the kiosk, small gallery, bigger gallery, and then open finally my own. Um, I always say that no matter what happens in the future. There's always those people who like to go walk around in a nice town and walk into galleries. And they like they like to come in and see it, you know, physically see something. Right. And and that's cool. Like people like to be like, Oh, I went to, you know, Vale and I went into this guy's gallery and we bought this awesome pick and you know, they're stoked about it. Right. And there's always kind of that market and so for me, like I've done it for so long now, I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> you know, I've done it for 11 years, just selling, making, I've been making a living on my photography since 2008, just selling my photos and then doing, you know, workshops and stuff, not sure. big workshops, more like, you know, personal ones. Right. But, um, and I'm always, I don't do postcards or calendars. It's, and those are super expensive to print and it's hard to make that much profit off of them. Uh-huh. Um, I've always, I've always loved selling big pieces so I don't get as many sales, but when I do get a good sale, it's it's huge. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like when you walk in my gallery here, it's, you know, everything's printed pretty big and it's a psychological thing. It's the wow factor. So people see it and maybe they can't afford that size of a print or don't even need it, but they don't want it much smaller. Yeah. You know, whereas opposed if you walked in here and everything was, you know, 24 by 36 inches or smaller, that's probably what you're going to sell. Uh-huh. Like people buy what you put in your store or what you have to offer. Yeah. And so I try to keep it super simple. I just, I do some matted prints, 16 by 20, print on the metal and do the acrylic frame stuff. And, um, you know, and people ask, well, should we, I always, you know, get the bigger size. You'll be stoked. I mean, it, it always looks nicer, bigger, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So try to keep it simple, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think you were telling me earlier that people like either the shots that it's a, something they've been to or seen yep. before or it's something kind of abstract and yeah simple. totally yeah it's like i mean who doesn't have a photo of the marimbels who photographs in colorado but i sell those photos all the time that's so funny and you know it's it's like probably, it doesn't make any sense probably a, you know a majority of like families they they go to like let's say you go to yosemite national park you wake up you know your family your kids and you go eat breakfast and you drive up to tunnel view and you take a picture at 9 30 10 in the morning the light's not the best probably right and then you go into someone's gallery and it's you know shot at six in the morning and there's fog and the whole right. sky is pink right oh my god and it, 
it reminds him of a memory. You know, like a lot of people, Peter Lick, for instance, he's got what, 15 galleries? If you go in most of his galleries, that guy's the smartest businessman in the world. You know, whatever anyone thinks of him, it doesn't matter. That guy's smart, man. You go in there, all his photos are from very classic spots in national parks, almost all of them. And so most people in general that aren't totally crazy adventurous, that brings back memories to them. And right when they see it, it creates an emotional memory. And uh-huh. they go, oh my God, I want it. He's, he's smart. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many unreal photographers out there that don't have galleries, probably don't even sell their stuff that, you know, have way crazier, more unique images, but it's the, it's a creating a memory. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you know, most of the stuff, the most of the stuff I have, obviously it's, you know, from mountains. And, yeah. Oh, your like, stuff's beautiful, man. But, you know, people... Oh, well, yeah, they've never, they've never they been hiked there. to the top so, of 14 ever before. So, like, yeah, they're not... I mean, honestly, the people that do buy those kind of shots, they, they do climb. Yeah. Too, so... They're more adventurous. Yeah. Yep. But those people are kind of hard to find. No, it's hard, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because people are like, oh, when they come in here and I have the classic Marin Bells or the Mesa Arch, and I'm like... Oh, we've been there. And it's funny, you hear it, you can hear him. Oh, we've been there. That's so cool. And I'm like, oh, you know, like for me, I'm like, well, to me, I'm not even stoked. Like the photos, whatever. But right. if they like it and want to buy it, then hey. Right. Sweet. I mean, you got to keep your doors open. Yeah. I mean, wall space is rent, you know? For sure. So, like, I keep on the wall what sells. And if it doesn't sell after six or seven months, I take it down. Yeah. And it's, yeah, totally. Huh. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, you know, wall space is rent. And rent's expensive in Breckenridge here. So. No doubt. Yeah, it's not cheap. I mean, Hawaii was more expensive, but it's not cheap here, for sure. All right, we'll be back in just a minute to talk to Nick more about his advice for people wishing to start their own gallery. Now we're going to catch up with Carrie Randall. Hey, man, it's Carrie Randall back from episode 37. How have you been, Rick Gary? I've been good, Matt. How you been, buddy? Well, you know, just keeping busy with the podcast, my friend. Cool. Yeah, so... uh First of all, thank you so much for uh, for supporting the podcast over on Patreon. I really appreciate it. Well, I believe in what you do, bud. Yeah, and I, I believe in what you do. I really love your message and the inspiration you give other photographers. And it seems like everyone that kind of follows your work and goes to your workshops comes away with a big, fat pie of inspiration. So it's really cool. Cool. We have a good time. That's a fact. <laughs> Try to learn, so, learn as much as we can. Yeah, so so speaking of uh, Mr. Gary Randall workshops, what do you got coming up? Oh, well, the big event this year is my uh, Alaska tour up, up on the Kenai Peninsula this August, August 4th through 10th. It's a five-day all-inclusive trip, so last year we had such a blast, but this year we're going to be photographing grizzly bears up close. So so all-inclusive, so how much how much booze does that include for the beer drinkers? I'll include everything but booze. <laughs> 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 oh man I, last year we had such a good time but uh that was the one thing i didn't supply so we're, we're usually too darn busy to drink doggone it <laughs> no that 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 totally makes sense i figure if you're drink sitting around drinking the whole time you're not learning a whole lot uh, we may have a beer at dinner time or something but usually when we get back we're tired and yeah getting ready, getting ready for the next day so our priorities are typically uh, photography so yeah, so I've never been to Alaska, and I've always wanted to go photograph the grizzly bears. What, what what can people expect? Oh, man. There's just so much to expect, and I try to jam as much as possible into the trip. We're going to be going out onto a boat 
out of Whittier and we're going to be cruising around checking uh, tidewater glaciers and black bears and sea lions and otters and all kinds of stuff. And then uh, over on the Kenai, we're going to be shooting the first few days. We're going to be photographing bears. Uh, we're going to be on one side of the, the river. They're going to be on the other side. And we're going to be sitting there photographing these guys as they're going down eating fish down on the river. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's going to be pretty incredible. And if we uh, make hay with the bears, then it gives us more time to go out and uh, check out more scenery, like the Turnigan Arm. If we got enough time, maybe we'll go up to the Matanuska Glacier. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time. And there's so much to do, so much to see. I just love Alaska. I really do. It's kept me from going to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I really appreciate about uh, that workshop is that it's all inclusive. That so that's really cool. How much how much can people expect to pay for a trip like that? For what did you say, six days? It's it's uh, actually seven, counting the two days of arriving and then leaving again. See, I had a this might be my third year that I've done a workshop up there. The first time, all I did was charge for the workshop, and everybody was kind of on their own. And it caused a little bit of confusion and it was kind of uncomfortable because people didn't really know the area up there ahead of time. And so right. the second year we decided to go ahead and wrap it all up into one big package. And so all people have to do is fly up there and fly back. And I take care of everything from there, including transportation around. We get a, a transit van. We uh, have a, a nice lodge to stay in. We have it uh, catered. We have nice meals uh, then when we're out driving around. Um, the boat trip, everything's all paid for. Everything's all in one big wrap, wrapped up package. So people don't have never been there. It's kind of hard to plan your trip. So we just decided to uh, do an all-inclusive trip and see the whole thing is going to be $4,500 for uh, a week in Alaska. That seems fair. It's, it's really fair. I mean, if you consider the food and the transportation, the rental car and then the lodging and everything all together, plus the workshop and everything, it's I think it's a great deal. Nobody's complained. Everybody's had a great time. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I think for people that listen to the podcast, you're offering a discount. Absolutely. I'm going to offer a 10% discount. Only discount that I'm going to give to this are for folks that uh, listen to your podcast, Matt. That's awesome. And it's a uh, 10% off. And what, what should people use on them when they go to their, go to your website? Well, if you go to the website and sign up, if you put in F stop, collaborate and listen, all one word as the discount code, it'll give you a 10% discount. Sweet. And I see you've only got six slots left. So people, people listening, if they're interested in going to Alaska and photographing grizzly bears, they should definitely take action quickly, huh? The van carries 11 people and Darlene and I are going to be in there. So the most that I can fit in there is going to be nine or 10. So I like to try to keep it down uh, to uh, um, maybe six people in the, in the workshop. But, uh, you know, it works out with one or two more people in there. We'll see how that works. Cool. Well, thanks for telling us what you got going on, Gary. And thanks for your support of the podcast. Really appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll talk again soon. Hey, brother. Thanks for everything you do, Matt. Huh, my pleasure, my friend. Keep, keep up the it, good bud. work. Take care. You too, man. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's get back to the podcast with Nick Selway here on F-Stop. Collaborate and listen. So what, what would you say to somebody who was like really wanting to start their own gallery? Anyone that ever wants to start a gallery, make sure you're very mentally strong. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a freaking roller coaster. It's very, you know, everyone says it's very hard. It is very hard. And, you know, it's a, 
it's a retail store with beautiful stuff on the wall. And if, if you're, you know, it's super inconsistent, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you can have, you know, someone, you can have a hundred people come in here and no one buys anything. And then you can have 10 people come in and make two sales. But, you know, like anything in life, man, it's, you can, everything's going to be hard at some point. Right. But yeah, it's definitely, I don't think most photographers, even though they had won a gallery, once they had a gallery, it'd be too stressful for them. I'm kind of just being blunt. I don't <laughs> think most photographers can handle it, honestly. Because it's, it's not really about the photography. It's, can you run a business? Right. And if you, you know, you can't run a business, then it doesn't matter how, how beautiful your photos are. Right. <laughs> you know. And you got to be open. Like, I'm open every single day. I never close. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I work all the time. What do you, how much effort do you put into marketing? So it's kind of weird because I just moved here, you know, like a year ago, but, um, I've done some, some of the advertising, just put being on maps and stuff here. And then, um, I've got a couple photos in some of the restaurants here. Just, I've just introduced myself. Um, but yeah, that's always the hard part, man, to figure it out. And like, I feel like I'm starting over now. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. So, and like we were talking about earlier, the whole website thing, that's, I think one of the biggest things, Yeah. you know, getting that figured out, just how, even if you could, you know, do a couple grand extra on your website a month would be sweet. Right. You know, that's a, that's a hard one. And you, um, you and CJ shared the Lava Light yep. website. So you have your own, your own website now? Yeah. Now I have my yeah. own website. Okay. Yeah. So now it's, I think it's a little easier to, that was always kind of a little bit of a weird thing cause it was both of us. Yeah. But, um. It always worked out really well because we don't have ego, so it was just super simple. But right. we've been on all... I mean, I've honestly been on, like, everything you think of out there. Um, I don't have anything in my gallery about it because I don't really care about that stuff. I don't even have a bio in here. And it's just, you know, if you think it's pretty and beautiful and you want it above your couch or your fireplace, then you should have it, you know? But, uh, yeah, marketing, it's a hard one, man. When we were in Hawaii, we used to do uh, radio ads. Really? That actually worked. Because everyone's in their car all day driving around in Hawaii. Oh, that makes going sense. Going to the beach or to the volcano. Uh-huh. Um, I've talked to some people up here. Say radio ads aren't that good up here. So it's a hard one. And then, you know, like every all the magazines up here. I mean, I don't think magazines do that really do much. I mean, I had a big article written in the magazine up here. Uh-huh. And yeah, I maybe had three people come in that saw it. But, I mean, right. they didn't buy anything. Right. You know, everyone's staring at their phones these days. Right. Not as many people are opening a magazine, you know. Yeah. So, you, so do you do so, anything on social media? Like, are you doing ads on there? I be honest with you, no, I haven't done anything on social media. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I'm kind of you know just count on people walking in. Huh. Word of mouth, you know. Yeah. It's like when I when we were in Hawaii, being there for so long, it was just people would come there because they heard about us. I mean. That's cool. And but I mean, there's definitely, obviously there's some marketing that works and it's a hard one to figure out especially where you live yeah you know well in a mountain town like this too where like you said before people are just visiting for the weekend kind of a deal yep like I feel like marketing here you would have to somehow tie into either the ski industry Mm -hmm. or the tour the tourism aspect of things like trying to collaborate with groups that are bringing people no, here. No, totally. So, something, I don't know. Yep. Kind of thinking off the cuff. Yeah, like I've bit. never, and I, th- I think it works sometimes, but you can do those like Facebook ads, you know, you 
150 bucks and it goes out to like a whatever 100 mile radius right i think i might try that out around like for some of the holidays like fourth of july and stuff oh, yeah. this year that i've been here yeah um but yeah I've, got, I've had a lot of people like i said come back it just takes them a long time to come back it's not when you know it's, it's different for me right and it takes it's not five or six days like in hawaii it's five or six months right so yeah well let's talk about uh some controversial topics a little bit so um we were kind of chatting earlier about uh, like editing, yeah, and like stuff. photo editing, and yeah. Like one thing I will say, what I've noticed about your stuff is like it's pretty simple, pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously not like super manipulated. Yep. Um, I don't turn the sky purple and black. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, I guess first, maybe tell us like why you why you shoot that way or why you yeah. So way I and... when I started photography, um, I went to North Idaho College in Coeur d'Alene. And it was film. I shot little Canon Rebel, you know, Velvia, Provia, Ostia film. And uh, so I learned on film, which was awesome, because, you know, if you make a mistake, well, you really made a mistake. Yeah. You don't just get to stuck it with and it. Then, you know, move your camera to the left four feet. And uh, so I shot film for like six or seven years. I did black and white photography and did all the dark room. That was really cool in college. And then started shooting digital. I think Canon 30D was my first camera. It's like eight megapixels. Yeah, and I've always just been like, I don't know. For me, it's like when you photograph something, there's a lot of shots you can actually get in nature that people make on a computer, you know? But you could actually get it. Right. You know, like there's a lot of people who do like, they shoot the foreground a longer exposure than the Milky Way. Yep. You could plan it out. Maybe it happens twice a year where the moon's up for an eighth of a moon, you know, sliver of a moon that just lights it. And that's cool to me. Like, I call it the instant generation. Everyone wants everything instantly. Right. You know, and it's like so many people just composite skies. And that's just lame to me. It's like, I think it's fun, man, when you go out and shoot all the time and you fail, you know. And then all of a sudden you go out that Saturday morning and go shoot something and you score Right. And that's cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so like, and there's nothing wrong with doing doing it whatever, in any way you want, but like, when I when I meet like kids and stuff in there, and they're like, oh, you know, I love photography or younger people, and I'm like, well, I always tell people, I'm like, don't compare yourself to anyone else, your photography, because no one does it the same. Yeah. You know, it's apples and oranges, you know, and people warp mountains and skies, and it's like, it just looks weird to me. It's like... All the light bleed. Yeah, dude. It's like, nature's so beautiful to me, you don't need to put more makeup on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you edit your photo to your liking. Sure. And it's, I mean, you know, it's, I always say, everyone edits their photos, dot, 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 where's the imaginary line? Who really cares? But for me, I like to try to get it in one shot. It makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you said about not comparing yourself to others, because I feel like that uh, that sometimes is what's driving a lot of people to do totally, weird man. stuff. Yeah, you look at other people's stuff and you're like, oh, I want to get it like that. We're like, well, you're not going to get it like that unless you're amazing on the computer after you shoot it. Right. And and obviously, too, like people that do that stuff, they're amazing while they're shooting because they're shooting to edit it. So that's that's pretty cool, too, I think. Yeah. It's it's different, you know what I mean? It is different. Very different. I mean, it's both forms of art. Yep. And there's not right or wrong. No, there isn't right or wrong. Uh, No, and that's like we were saying earlier. It's like... It's like you could have a discussion with this guy over here and he'll tell you it's a photo for five hours straight. You're not going to convince him it's not. 
So what's the point to even have the conversation? Right. You know, if it's beautiful and they're stoked, well, then be happy for them. Right. You know? But yeah, like, I think a lot of people, like, on online, Instagram or Facebook, when they see some people's images, I feel like, oh, that's amazing you shot that. And if, if you photograph for a really long time and understand photography, like, that's not even possible. You yeah, you, I mean? yeah. If you if you photograph for two, three, four years, yeah. like you you can start seeing like what's real. Well, yeah. I don't like to use the word real. I guess yeah, true, reals with true, our eyes. True to experience, you no, know. No, totally. Yeah. Like or mm-hmm. or even feasible or possible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I always joke with Nolan. We always joke. I'm like, dude, like, what happened to blue skies in photographs anymore? <laughs> right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You shoot it at sunrise, and maybe the sky lights up pink. But there's the blue, and everything now is like magenta and black. It's like that literally never looked like that. Yeah. It's, it's just fun. It looks funny to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. More natural looking, I guess. I don't even know if that's, you know, realistic, but I don't know. Keep it simple, man. Yeah. You know? Um, one thing I noticed too, um, it seems like you don't really engage in a lot of uh, debate. Oh, yeah. Online. I mean, I'm super opinionated, but I just don't really care, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, super blunt person. Like, you know, in person, like, talking like we are, I mean, I'll say whatever. Right. But, like, I don't really care to sit there on the computer and have an endless discussion on, you know, Facebook of opinion after opinion after opinion. It's like, yeah, I'm just kind of wasting my time. Right. Yeah. Well, you're running a business. Oh, and, like, I, like I told you earlier, I'm like... You know, for me, I don't really care what any other photographer does. I love looking at other photographer stuff and getting inspiration. But if I can sell stuff in the gallery, make my bills, I'm stoked, man. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Oh, and ranting on Facebook doesn't sell yeah, stuff in your gallery. Yeah, it your brain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, people get crazy on freaking social media, dude. They, they can. It's hilarious. They can. It's, it gets kind of crazy. Um, I've I've gotten into some of those debates over the last few years, and a lot of times, yeah. The reason I like to do it is because um, I like to stay relevant on what people are talking about. No, totally. The podcast. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then you know it gives me ideas of things to talk to people about, or mm-hmm. like you know sharing opinions that I've yeah. seen or things like that. But it's, yeah, it can be exhausting. It's interesting to. It's, it's interesting to hear what people have to say, when you, and especially if you've never met them. Yeah. You always see their photos, and they're amazing, and you see their face on Facebook, and then you hear what they say, and it's like, oh, that's the, that's what their person that person's like. And right. There's no right or wrong, like you said. It's definitely interesting, though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people do photo tours, and I feel bad for some people, to be honest with you. A lot of people do these photo tours, and they, they're not going to, you know, they want to have their photos look like that person's, but dot 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 you're not as good on the computer as they are let's be honest right you know and it's true so I mean you can shoot all you want and it's not going to look like that right you know yeah I mean people shoot people shoot foregrounds from another state put it below the mountains with a sky from Arizona and the foreground from Argentina I mean maybe that's ridiculous but people do that stuff it's and that's just weird it's like putting a puzzle together you know? They do it, and some people do it really well. Amazing. Um, I couldn't do that, so hats off to them. But it's, I don't know about you, but the longer I, I've been into photography, the more I kind of just see through that stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it just looks really obvious to me. Like, it kind of 
formulaic. Yep. You know, like you, mm-hmm. um, their their photos all start looking like the same. Like they'll have the same types of. They have the same light bleed and yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. And it's, um, I don't know. It just gets. I just get tired of it. Dude, like honestly, the lava. That is the most to me the most beautiful light in the world, dude. When you shoot the lava, the sun comes up and like you see some of the shots in here, and it literally is like purple and blue and yellow and pink and red. That's literally real. Yeah. Like you didn't do that. I mean, you enhance the color a little bit in Photoshop right. or Lightroom or whatever. Sure. But it's literally real. It actually looks like that. Yeah. And it's badass. Yeah. You know, it's like that's cool to me, dude. Or when you go shoot like. You go shoot, I mean, just generic. You go shoot the Maroon Bells, never got a good shot, and then you score a sunrise. I mean, yeah, like, another topic. You know, like, people are always like, oh, like, oh, that's been shot a thousand times. Well, who cares? You know, does it really matter? I say that a lot. You know what I mean? I say it a lot, but... Yeah, who cares, though? Not from a... I'm just stating a fact. No, No, for sure, yeah. But to me, it's like... For instance, there's some 15-year-old kid just starting photography. So, because all those national parks have been photographed a million times, he shouldn't shoot them? No, he should totally shoot them. Totally, yeah. Maybe he'll get something cool and unique that we never thought of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, I love back... Actually, your backcountry stuff, Jack Brower, uh, Nolan stuff from Sierras. Yeah. You know, I mean, tons of other photographers I could name. Sure. I love that. For me, I love looking at that stuff. But, like, got it. When you start photography, too, it's cool to go shoot those iconic spots. Oh, definitely. And practice your skills. I mean, I still and, enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, for me, what I don't like about it is all the other people that are there. Oh, dude, so many people. It, to me, it's... Um, that, it's that's it why takes I've never, away the fun. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like it kind of ruins the experience no, when totally. there's, like, hundreds of other it's people. Like, yep. No, I agree with you. So, it has, for me, it's not really necessarily about... The um, spot. The spot. It's, it's the, about the experience. The experience, yep. Um, and my time as a photographer is super limited. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want it to to be bombarded with. I want I want the time that I'm taking off from work to go take photos. Like I want to enjoy that time. Well, yeah, like right? when you're standing there and there's 50 people next to you. Yeah, that's or you go standing up on the mountain and it's super quiet and all you hear is like the birds and the wind. Yeah, and that's cool, man. Exactly. That's when one thing I really will always miss about Hawaii, I mean, I can always go back. You know, there's not really that many people that live there on the big island. Right. I mean, I could shoot every night somewhere by myself. Turtles on the beach, you right. know, the tide pools. <laughs> I mean, multiple times I'd photographed the lava exploding on the ocean, and I was the only person in the world standing there. Yeah. And I'm like, this is badass. Yeah. You know, and it's like, God, you have it yourself, and it's, you know, you yeah. go to Yosemite now, or the maroon bells we've said 10 times now <laughs> right um, or you know any of those big parks and there's just so many people right. it's, it's absurd yeah yeah it definitely takes away the fun yeah so that's what it, that's what it is for me it's just I want my experience to be mm-hmm. a good one and when you're around a ton of other people especially yep. people don't even know no for sure that it just doesn't feel uh, it's not it's not I agree fun with you. so yep um, like, like I, even, pers- even, I personally have nothing wrong with like shooting the maroon bells yeah, like if the Maroon Bells didn't have people at it, I'd shoot it oh, all the dude. time. I shot there last year with uh, Mike Mike Mizzle. Yeah, and we went and shot the Milky Way, and we were the only ones there. It was awesome at night. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. I yeah. was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, yeah. I shot so you know if you hike that trail from the lake from mm-hmm. Maroon Lake like two miles up to Crater Lake. Okay, you get a pretty similar view. Yeah, um, and way less people. 
Oh, nice. And uh, it's it's not the iconic yeah, shot though, that, but yeah, it, but, it's still but I shot the Milky Way there um, the day the day. I think I've seen that photo. Yeah, the day I um, finished my highest hundred mountain mm-hmm. last year. No, I, I, remember, you, I remember you posting actually that one. Yeah, I've seen that photo. That's sick. Yeah, and yeah. I was the only person out there shooting Isn't it awesome? that night. You know? Well, dude, it's like Hawaii now. Just uh, wave photography. Dude, you go to all these beaches that the first, we'll say the first five or six years I did wave photography, I could go to all these beaches on all the islands and there's, you know, maybe a, two or three people shooting with like real cameras and housings. Dude, now every single person has a GoPro and a Connect trigger. Dude, it is literally absurd. I used to go to Sandy's Beach in Oahu all the time and I stopped shooting it. You get in the water at six in the morning and two each is their own, but there's 20 people in the barrel with GoPros. Really? Dude, it's absurd. Yeah. And they're pretty good cameras, so... Yeah, and I always I always tell people, I'm like, personally, GoPros look like shit when you print something. They're great for video. They look good on Instagram and Facebook for a photo. But when you're printing a big photo, yeah, like, you know, hiking up to the top of a mountain like you do, you want to bring a real camera. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing know? those people aren't probably trying to create big prints. No, and who knows what they're doing, but... I mean, God, man, there's so many people now doing wave photos is, you know, it's, it's cool. So why wouldn't you want to do it? But man, it gets even in Hawaii now, middle of the Pacific ocean, man, you get packed at the beaches. That's wild. Yeah. So it's kind of like landscape photography, except you're just in the ocean and it's starting the same thing starting to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get the masses. Where do you kind of, where do you stand on like the whole geotagging thing? I've never done that before. Okay. Never. Not to say I haven't said like, oh, the, I've taken out of this spot, but no, I've never done that before. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you need to. I like, mean, I'm assuming when people see your shots, they're like, well, where did you take that? Well, like, good example, you know, the curved aspen trees right. in the Uncompadre National Used Forest. Used to be super unknown. Yeah, I just, I just tell people they're taking a crested butte when they're in the gallery. And it's in Kepler Pass, which is, you know, a million square miles of aspen trees. Keep it super simple. Like, I have no problem telling anyone, really, anything in the gallery. I don't tell people where the, the certain things right. were, like, something like that. I don't even tell people anything about that. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that spot, um, I've actually never shot it, uh, but it used to be, like, filled with grass right yeah, there. Yeah, it's the all trees, trampled. And now it's all just dirt mm-hmm. from just... Well, I went back there this last year. Um, to shoot it first time I shot it was with Nolan and you want to talk about we found it literally on our own this is hilarious I'm like I saw John Fielder's photos of it years ago sure oh my god those are amazing right and so then we go out to Colorado our first time shooting together me and Nolan dude I want to photograph those where are they who knows if they're even around the San Juans I don't even know and we were sitting in Telluride eating pizza dude drinking some beers and I'm looking on my phone. I can't find anything. I asked some people. They didn't tell me or they didn't want to. So what is, you know, so be it. That's okay. Sure. And uh, I found a blog online that said, and it was from John Fielder. And all it said at the bottom was overpass. And I'm like, we're right the hell, there. Where the hell's that at? And I type it in my phone and then yeah. we eventually found them. Yeah. You know, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually, that was cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't take people down there, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, there's certain spots, even in Hawaii, even though it's an island, like there's certain beaches and stuff, um, in Oahu, everyone goes to the North shore, but some of the best beaches actually aren't there. 
there in another part of the island. That's where I do a lot of my way photography. So, like, if I go there, I'll put Waikiki. <laughs> nice. Yeah, obviously, no, it's not from Waikiki, but, you know, just to keep it keep it chill a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think as photographers, it's, it's a hard... It's hard yeah. to balance that, you know, because you mm-hmm. want people... Uh, you don't want to feel like you're an elitist and you're not being a helpful person, but at the yep. same time, you don't want to, like, completely ruin a spot. No, totally. And you know what? Like, everything's available out there for anyone. They can do some research and find it themselves. And that's, sure. that's what makes it fun, you know? Absolutely. Try to find it yourself, and if you don't, well, then try harder. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what makes it adventurous, you know? Absolutely. Totally, man. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh yeah, man, I had one more question. So how do you pick what photos to hang here in the gallery? I feel like that would be one of the hardest things to do. Dude, that was, when I opened this up, Nolan helped me out with that. Did he? So we built, I came in here when it was the painting and sculpture gallery, and it was still open, but the owner, Jerry, let me walk around, and I was live on Facebook with Nolan, and we measured all the wall spaces in here, and then he built it out in Photoshop for me. Really? All the spaces dimensionally, and then we picked out my I think I have 37 photos in here but we picked out you know 50 as a group and then when he put them all on the walls so like the far end of the gallery is kind of Hawaii Colorado more like southwest images uh-huh. kind of we kind of did it in like sections throughout the gallery kind yeah. of themed a little bit yeah yeah and then we could look at it on in photoshop kind of three-dimensionally and like colors and sizes and that's how I ordered everything that's awesome. And then all the all the acrylics, um, I had all the frames, you know, as JPEG sent to me, and I put the photos in the frames in Photoshop, just layered them, yeah, to see what they look like before I ordered them, and that's how I picked which linen and frame they went in. So it took a while, you know, and then it was even hard to pick. I'm like, God, I'm like, you know, how many Hawaii photos should I put in here? And Colorado, I don't have as many or even as many as good ones. Uh-huh. You know, I'm super new. Yeah, that was it was a hard task, honestly. It took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and, it was like still, okay, click click the button, you and know, you're to still order. tweaking it. Yeah, yeah, there's three or four pieces in here that metal and acrylic that I've never sold for whatever reason, so I'm gonna take them down and I don't Switch know it up. print something. I don't know what. I don't know if I print a Colorado photo if it matters. It's what it is really. I mean if people like it or not, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. But that's the one thing I've had I've had a lot of people come in here, whether they bought or not. And the one f- cool compliment I've had is, oh, this is really nice. It's not just Colorado photos. Yeah. And that's been a kind of a cool thing. They're like, this is cool. It's like photos from everywhere. Yeah. Because you get people from everywhere. Right. You know, so if it was just Colorado photos, yeah, it would look pretty, but it'd be kind of boring, honestly. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it's good to... I love doing landscape photography, but I love that I was able to live in Hawaii and I love doing like underwater photography you know dolphins and turtles and then i love doing wave photos so it's it's nice to have a good smorgasbord man of tons of different stuff yeah i guess i'm a little surprised that people connect more in colorado with non-colorado images but Mm -hmm. i guess if like you said everyone else is doing that yeah so it kind of makes sense that someone's gonna buy something that they haven't seen before yeah i mean it's like if you go to the art show they have here every year it's like one of the top 200 in the u.s every year there's like six or seven photographers there and I'm not joking beautiful stuff all their work's awesome don't know the guys but cool stuff if you took their all their tents put them in one big tent and took the names off everything the signatures off every photo you couldn't you, tell you couldn't tell the difference dude 
And they're all beautiful Colorado photo, photos. But they all relatively look the same. Huh. You know? That's interesting. That's like why outside on the little the easels, I don't put uh, any Colorado photos outside on purpose. Yeah. So when you walk by, it's like... Because people have seen them. It's weird. It's like, oh, that, there's a wave image and we're in Breckenridge? That's weird. Right. Yeah, and it actually works. Yeah. Whether they buy or not, at least it gets them in here. Yeah. You know, so... I guess it makes sense, though. Like, you're in a ski town mm-hmm. and you're looking at a wave. Like, that, yeah. there's something about that. I had a guy that came back this winter and he's like, yeah, man, I, w- I was in here in the summertime or on the road in the summertime and we could see your wave photos outside and I took a cell phone picture and he came back this winter and he has a house in Florida on the beach and he wanted a wave image. That's cool. So, yeah, random, right? It is. Yeah. That's cool though. It's nice. Yeah, I was, I w- that was the one thing I was like, I wonder how it's going to go. You know, because I mean, there's a million Colorado photographers that have way cooler stuff than I do from Colorado. I mean, I'm not even close. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm right. starting off. I'm brand new. Sure. But, well, um, you still have awesome stuff. Yeah, I've got some nice stuff, but I mean, there's, God, there's so many awesome Colorado photographers out there. And I was wondering, you know, like, I wonder was, I wonder how it's going to sell, you know, the, the Hawaii stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people dig the turtle photos. Yeah. Yeah, they're about that. So that's been that good, makes man. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So. Well, awesome. So I guess winding down, like, who, who would you recommend uh, come on the podcast? Oh, man. So there's so many photographers I've never met that I love looking at their work. Tons of photographers I've met. So one of my best friends, his name's Don Herzler, and him and his wife, Linda, be kind of fun to have them both on. They're both photographers. Um, Don was a big CEO of some insurance companies in his life, and, uh, you know, corporate jet, the whole thing, suit and tie his whole life, worked his ass off, and they retired in Hawaii about eh, 10 or 11 years ago. And me and CJ started teaching him photography, and Don's became... Don and Linda became amazing photographers and they're retired and you know they're 72 years old and they're more more active than most 25 year olds I know that's awesome Don still does wave photography they both go hiking all the time we were just there my girlfriend and I were there two months ago and uh yeah we went hiking all the time got in the water and he would they'd be amazing to have on man cool they're super cool people and just awesome really wise and you know fun conversation Awesome. They're hilarious. So I think you should have them on. Yeah, Don and Linda Herzler, man. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, it'd be cool if you could, like, do an intro or something. Like, What's that? introduce us. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I will, for sure, man. Yeah. 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 So where are you shooting next, bud? Where's your next photo trip? Or... I don't have one planned, honestly. Yeah. Nah. You try to shoot some wildflowers this, this, this spring, or do you like shooting wildflowers? I have like, some wildflower like photos, but like, I don't know, man. It's not like chasing wildflowers has never really been my jam. Mm-hmm. I live an hour from all the epicness. from like Island Ice Lake Basin. Mm-hmm. I've never shot wildflowers there. Really? Never. Dude, that's like I've a- shot wildflowers at um, Ice Lake or Island Lake. That's one of my best-selling photos. But really, I don't know. I've I've never really shot wildflowers too much. I mean, a couple times here and there, but uh, I don't know if they'll sell in here. I don't even have an idea, but I'd like to get a couple pieces. I'm guessing see. it will. Right? Yeah. I'm guessing it would, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. And I don't have anything in here like that, so it'd be something different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm like an hour from 
hour and a half from some of the best. Dude, you're like by American Basin and Yankee Boy Basin and, I mean, all the spots. Yeah, and I've never, I mean, I've shot American Basin, but not really. I have one photo from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I took it, like, on my way down from climbing a mountain Oh, nice, over by, there. passing by. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> sweet. It was in August, too, so I was really surprised. Oh, wow, and they were still going off. And there was, like, this huge patch of all these, like... Um, like paintbrushes and nice. It was it was awesome, right? Yeah, but yeah, I don't usually chase that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not. I'm actually why. I'm kind of weird. I don't. Not to say I haven't photographed like lots of desert stuff. Like this sounds probably weird. The Grand Canyon does nothing for me at all. Interesting. Super boring. It's a big hole in the ground. Oh, I love the Grand Canyon. And it's super stagnant to me. Besides, if you get a cool storm, like I don't like. I don't like shooting. I think after shooting the the lava and the waves for so many years, it's like I have to have something like moving in the image or look like it's moving. Huh. So I don't like, not that I don't like, this is really funny. People are probably like, are you kidding me? I fucking can't stand the photos of the white pockets. Oh, yeah. I don't like, I literally don't ever care to go there. They oh, man. Absolutely nothing for me. Uh, it's like to me, it, and don't get me wrong, I've seen some beautiful photos from there and I think sure. some of the shots are cool. I don't even want to, I don't care to photograph. It does nothing. Yeah, I just went there for the first time in March. Really? And I kind of felt the same way going in. Like, oh, this will be cool. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was excited to go. It never, same thing. It never was really like, eh. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, but maybe I'll have it's to. It's the craziest. Maybe I'll have to try before I knock it. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, um, as a photographer, there's so much there mm-hmm. to, 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 I mean, you can walk around that place for hours. Yeah. Hours. Crazy, right? It's it's big. Yeah, I'm sure. It's way bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff everywhere. I mean, it's it's wacky. Yeah, it's like it's alien the, land. Huh? Yeah, it's the weirdest place I've ever shot. Well, and it's like, probably like you too. It's like, I don't know, there's other places that I... Maybe I'll shoot there someday, but I don't really care if I do. Yeah. But if I happen to just randomly go there with someone or... Right. You know, I'd rather shoot other places. I want to go to... Um, I want to go down next time I do wave photos. I want to go down to Tahiti huh. and do wave photography. They have like black sand and they have black sand and really beautiful reef breaks. Nice. Super clear water and just be fun to sh- you know shoot something different. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like you hiking to you know I want to go hike up that mountain instead of going to that one you've been to nine times or something. Pretty much that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. This has been fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Dude, yeah. I'm stoked you uh, came into the gallery. And- Good to finally meet you, man. Definitely, dude. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to Nick for welcoming me into his amazing gallery and taking the time to talk talk to us about his journey as a photographer. If you are ever in Breckenridge, Colorado, you absolutely have to check out his gallery. It really is quite impressive. I found myself quite envious of what he has built for himself there, and a huge amount of kudos goes to Nick for his success, and I wish him the best of luck in his future success. I guarantee he's going to find it. I wanted to give you all a reminder to post your questions for our upcoming panel with Colby Brown and Aaron Reed. They will be fielding your questions on the show and re-record this Friday, June 21st. You can find a link to the discussion in the liner notes. Also, just as a reminder, I'm doing this podcast for you, the landscape photography community. Please consider supporting us on Patreon to sustain the podcast. I've done the math and only about 5% of listeners contribute. 
I'd love it if it was closer to about 25%. Even $1 a month would help keep us going. All new patrons get a sticker in the mail and a thank you note from me. The bonuses you get as a contributor go up from there. Thanks for giving it some thought. I would also really love to give a heartwarming thank you to our current patrons. You guys are really amazing, especially our folks that I like to call our Patreon podcast producers. These incredible people contribute at the $20 month level and higher, and we call them our producers because they help keep the show running and help to provide me with feedback on where to take the show next. So I'd like to recognize Michael Howard, Jack Curran, Eric Stenslin, Chris Rice, Jeff Peterson, Charlotte Gibb, Jason Matias, David Kingham, Anton Everine, Laurie Berenson, William Nurse, Ken Dono, Danny Francois, James Bakavoy, Matthias at Photomagica, Richard Wong, Matthew Boone, Zachary Smith, and Gary Randall. Also, we're doing something a little bit new over on Patreon. If you haven't heard, patrons of the podcast are encouraged to participate in our themed photo contest by submitting them to the community board on our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash fstop and listen slash community. The current theme, which ends June 21st, is intimate landscapes. So let's see all of your intimate landscape photos. Okay, let's talk about who's coming up on the podcast. In about 20 minutes, <laughs> I'll be recording with David Hunter, a landscape photographer who just completed an artist in residency at Craters of the Moon National Park. Waiho Pan, a landscape photographer living in China, which I think is a first for the show. And David Cobb from Photo Cascadia. He'll be joining us in a couple of weeks to talk all about his, his journey as a photographer. All right. Well, thanks for stopping in, collaborating with us, and listening. See you next week.